Hi guys, welcome again to this edition. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Startup Couches. I'm really, really excited to have you here. If this is your first time, welcome. Make yourself comfortable, subscribe. And if you are a returning guest, then um, returning listener, then you know, welcome again. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Startup Couches to stay connected to these conversations. On the couch today, I really am excited to have David. David is the co-founder and CEO of Kiwano. Welcome to the couch, man. Yeah, good to be here. Um, I've, I've gotten to know you like the first time, right, through um, Log Rocket and all of that. Because I also like write on Log Rocket, so... Yeah, so that's like the first time I'm meeting you. So it's nice to be here to talk about like products, startups, and that good stuff. Yeah, yes, yes. Really, really nice to have you here. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that the listeners are really going to be enjoying this episode. So jumping right into it, today we're going to learn everything we can about Kiwano. So what is Kiwano? You know, David, tell us about Kiwano. Yeah, so Kiwano is a private, privacy tech startup, right? Our main goal is to ensure that people um, have like the highest form of privacy when transacting online. Either it's, um, and not just transacting in terms of like cash, I'm talking about in terms of uh, them browsing the internet. That's something as simple as browsing the internet on, on their browser, right? They're just going through Chrome or whatever. Like whatever information they're releasing to the website or to web app, whatever you call it, or even like mobile apps, right? To make sure that the user is protected at all times. It's a pretty much different niche for like Nigerian market, but like, yes, that's what Kiwano is in a nutshell. But at the same time, Kiwano is like a umbrella, like an umbrella company, right? So we have like other products that are under it. So I felt product like Kiwano.cash, Right, so Kiwano Cash allows like people send money anonymously to um, anybody. So once you have the other person's um, bank details, you can just send the money to the person. Either dropping like a message. So the use cases are like for gifting, or um, giveaways, or basically like it has like different use cases that we like. We really want to like give to like religious bodies, all that kind of stuff, right? So yes. that's what Kiwano Cash is in itself also we have like a new product coming up and all of that so we could get into like all the details as we as we go on yeah 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 so on kiwano.cash basically what you do is you basically give anonymously like you transact anonymously how does it work so once you have the other person's um bank details like account number and name all of that stuff all you need to do mm-hmm. just like um sign up on Kiwano.cash and basically you put the person you obviously you have to fund the wallet from your own end to your yeah. Kiwano wallet using like the virtual bank account and all of that and from there you send to the other person the other thing is the other person receives the alert right but they don't see <clears throat> the name of who sent it they basically just see a message that you add to that transfer that transaction okay, that, I see. they see um, that message and if you don't add the message they just get the money either ways, but you don't know who um, they who sent the money to them in the first place, right? So that's the main idea um, behind Kiwano Cash. I see. Um, 
I think that that is interesting, and that use cases for that would obviously up top of my head would be like gifting anonymously, donating anonymously. You know, um, there are not so many players in the space of you know anonymous donation, anonymous giving. There's already a lot of products, you know, handling gifting um, and donations, but I I, I don't think they are that much in the anonymous space so this is actually really really interesting so um which brings me to my next question you know like who and who are the the profile what is the profile of the customers that would actually or that use kiwano cash today okay so kiwano is today like a long backstory to this point right because so kiwano.cash in itself like main users or like we're pushing for right now is um donations right donation religious bodies um also individuals but because it's a niche product right the niche product and during like our marketing and picking people and all of that most people are like okay they want to give people but at the same time they don't know who is sending it of some sense of some sort I, I, it's just like user behavior are like different right so yeah. most of it is for like donations like charities right um religious but they love that also like in the midst of like, everything because i said kiwano is like an umbrella right so uh the founders of kiwano including like myself we are also like working on another product called inferos it's in the crypto space right it was we are trying to implement something whereby you can send crypto from any exchange or this any exchange whether centralized or decentralized right to another person's wallet through a customized name so it's same way you have like the eth like people's name like the other eth or whatever right yeah. you can send it to any to any exchange really and it's not just eth you're talking about all um tokens that are built on like the ethereum blockchain which are a lot of, of tokens right so that's okay. also something we're working on like really aggressively now besides um Kiwano Docker. So like I said we have like products on that Kiwano. So like there's Kiwano Cash and there's Inferos. Those are like two products that are on that Kiwano right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And that's even pretty interesting. Um and so I wanted to learn more about how Kiwano itself started, you know, like this suite of products that you are bringing out in the market. Like, how, what, what is the starting, what is the founding story like? So, um, Kiwano started with me and my co founder. We were housemates in, in uni. And we were like, okay, we wanted to have something like anonymous. So, it started from like, we're talking about like Twitter. So, you, you remember like Twitter, they had this whole thing about anonymous giving or like anon and yes. all that stuff until, right? And we're like, okay, this is nice. Can we implement this whereby you don't have to like go on Twitter and like talk to um, whatever vendor that wants to do this thing anonymously? Or basically, you can just do it from an online platform, right? But we have like short gifts. And short gifts, they, they, they kind of offer like vouchers, all of that. So we're basically talking about like unknown as a service. Okay. So, like, instead of all those Twitter stuff, imagine it being done on a separate um, platform, right? So, we're thinking about another service, and from there, we just kept on talking, and we just, like, dived into, like, okay, 
maybe we should just do like anonymous giving with cash rather than um, with um, vendors or vouchers or services or that stuff. We should just do like with cash. So from there, that's like the whole um, anonymous conversation and building things in terms of privacy and all that that are coming up. And yeah, we're here now. Okay, that's that's really good. Um, are there any um concerns, especially as um some of the use cases have to involve like um donations, you know, charities, religious bodies, um, and the source of the these donations are usually anonymous, right? So like, yeah. are there concerns or are there possible concerns that you envisage in the future from like these charities? these NGOs, these church bodies, especially as the source of the funds they don't have access to, right? Like, they don't know who is giving this or stuff like that, especially with the model. So, like, are there any kind of security concerns around that? Mm, yes. There are security concerns especially in terms of, like, the users, right? At least for us, we're, we're not, like, but we kind of know since it's not like crypto per se, right? Our providers know who um, is sending whose bank account this money is actually coming from, and which is the person's bank account, right? So we can <clears throat> assess this if it's a serious security concern or anything like that, right? But on the end, on the user's end, obviously they are okay. Who sent them this money? I feel like for donations for like charities, right? They're not exactly bothered, bothered because they they are used to like anonymous donations like all the time. Literally, the account number is in public, right? So they are not completely bothered about like um, where it's coming from. Like a serious security like issue, right? But I think for religious bodies, the issue we've had, they always want to know like who sent them. Um, whatever amount because they are more concerned about like scandals um, all of that kind of stuff so I feel they, they are actually more concerned than um, charities themselves so it's something okay. that we're okay. and still talking with them yeah please carry on okay I see yeah. I see okay that makes sense that makes perfect sense so like this is a new year right Um, and so um, could you tell us what the plan for Kiwano is this year? I already know the the crypto product is about to launch in you know very soon. You know, like what's the plan for the yeah for the, so the plan for the year right for Kiwano is besides Kiwano Cash, which we're still pushing. Although obviously it's a niche product, right? So it's one thing that has been on our minds to like move to a much more mainstream privacy oriented products right which is where the crypto product comes in so for us the crypto product is like really really um top on our priority list to ensure like to improve like ux of crypto and all of all that kind of stuff which is like a lot of work right although like for the engineering perspective we have done like we've passed the rubicon we've passed like difficult parts and we are basically just doing a lot of um client side connection all that kind of stuff so basically for that Kiwano, our main priority is besides pushing out marketing and all of that kind of stuff for Kiwano cash is the is for inferus which is um the crypto product that helps um provide wallet names 
it basically maps what it means to addresses. So yeah, that's like super important for us. Especially also because we need like a lot of partnerships in terms of like so we build the product, right? But we need exchanges to integrate our APIs into them so they can use those. So people can send money or send tokens rather to those names that they got from us, right? So it needs to integrate those things on their um, own exchanges, whether centralized exchange or, or whatever. Like you know, like recently, like Bitcoin just integrated um, ENS names, like I think two months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just think of it in that in that aspect, right? Like they also need to integrate it on their own um, exchange. So that's basically what we're really heavy on because we just make it like engineering and partnerships must go like side by side. In fact, engineering, partnerships, and marketing. These are like three heavy things that have to like go um, side by side. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Really interesting times ahead. And so I, I wanted to, you know, also get some insights into like what challenges you face as a founder building Kiwano and the suite of products. Um, on a day-to-day basis, what would you say is difficult? What would you say is a hurdle you're trying to cross? You know, uh, I'm building out this product today. So I think the first thing, although we've not really had, okay, so I've been doing like startups for like a while, right? Okay. Like the first time I did like startups and all that kind of stuff. I think the first issue I had was talent of like, mm-hmm. okay, building out these products and all that stuff, like the actual technical know-how, how to build products. So I think that's the first issue that non-technical founders would go through. Although I like, I found a way around that by having to learn how to code. So yeah, that was, that was like a long journey. But obviously not all non-technical founders can go that route. Uh, yeah, so also like finding talent, I just had to like meet people that had like the same ideologies and all of that. So basically we, we all learned together, like CTO of um, Kiwano, I said we were like in the same room in uni. So um, yeah, so number one, talent, um, number two, marketing, right? So I feel like engineering is one thing because obviously you need to, be able to build out the platform to function properly, right? But at the same time, one mistake I made early was not understanding marketing, right? You have to keep marketing side by side with engineering because it doesn't make sense. You build like the best product in the world and nobody knows about it. Yeah. And just left with a product and you know, there's no market or anything yeah. like that. That's like one thing that I keep like very close and I was just like marketing and engineering. They're like two things that I tell like every founder that is like trying to build a product, right? That those are things you have to keep very, very, very close. And obviously marketing, especially if you're being like B2B, you need to have the right, um, sorry, partnerships, right? You need to have the right partnerships, you know, the right people, right? And all that stuff. So you have to keep that very, very, uh, keep that at the back of your mind. Um, even for partnerships, right? You need to, how do I put this? Yeah, you, you, you need to have a great network. Exactly. You need to have a great network, a great community. So you have to like keep yourself out there. Obviously, I'm not really saying it's not exact, but Twitter could help, right? But at the same time, you have to like have like physical uh, meet up with these people and build your community be strong and all that kind of stuff. Those are also like very, very important things that um, I've helped or I've made those mistakes. And okay, I have to correct that. I've corrected those mistakes I made early, right now. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, really, really, really great. I think 
um you know talent is something that is a what's even a global problem almost every startup faces and then also being able to see the importance of marketing um at the very earliest of stages is also really really key so i like that you've seen this and you are you know solving for this before i let you go i wanted to know what is the biggest lesson you've learned building out kiwano today that you would you know pass on to a founder that is going to be is one of our listeners today listening and trying to maybe get into you know building a startup also someone you know in school someone that's really interested about the startup space what, what, what would you have to share with them today um i just think just one thing right because i feel like giving um advices or giving someone an advice and say okay this is all the stuff you have to do it's just going to like overwhelm them and they might not really relate but i think the first thing i'll just say is um build your mdp as fast enough like very fast as fast as possible really obviously don't be like too fast and obviously at the same time you're thinking about scaling right but at the same time build your mvp in a way that it is it can stand on its own right it can stand like properly like not just using no code so that might not exactly be able to like handle um your product like it builds too fast right and you say and, and a no code tool and probably doesn't really function properly i'm not saying no code tools are not good but like just to but basically just so, so i don't divert too much basically be the mvp as fast enough and as standard enough like as standard enough but also as fast enough right so that's that's one thing you have to keep at the back of your mind because you have to build fast so you can test the market fast so you know if your product is not even exactly useful or if the market needs like you to tweak it a little, change some things. So you have to always make sure you are not spending 12 months building something. Exactly, just building something and you find that all oh, the market. Obviously, there's some product that is obvious that the market needs. There's obviously some product like that. Like, for instance, um, the event I talked about, we've been talking to like, a lot of people like in crypto. Like, yeah why not like when i can send to a name rather than send to a long wallet address like that's like really straightforward right but there are definitely some products but i'm not saying that this product cannot feel like it's a it's just going to work perfectly but like, i'm just saying like there's some product that you obviously still have to, like test the market to know mm-hmm. um what they need and what they don't need yeah yeah that makes sense so just make sure you build your the fast enough and a standard enough as possible i think that's actually good advice and on that note i'd like to say thank you so so much david for coming couch um and for everyone that is listening make sure to subscribe make sure to follow us on social media at startup couches and you know stay tuned for even more conversations with more amazing founders like david and so until next time see ya